we're finally covering a James Bond movie. Welcome to Why Haven't You Watched That. Yeah, we're doing one that's conveniently on Netflix, so we don't have to rent anything. Yes, because... Unlike all the other times. Because <laughs> yeah. we do a lot of that. Um, so yeah, we, we're talking about Golden Eyes today. We're talking about um, a James Bond movie that came out in 1995 uh, that really felt to me like it was from way earlier. Yeah, it really felt like a late 70s or an early 90s movie to me. Well, it is early 90s, technically, right? I mean, early 80s, I'm sorry. Yeah. I misspoke, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, like, maybe some of that's intentional because, like, James Bond is very, like, 60s aesthetic, yeah. right? Yeah. So. It, I, I mean, again, I haven't really watched any Bond movies, like, all the way through, but that is very much, like, the aesthetic of them is, like, the spy thrillers of the 60s and stuff, and yeah. they, like, tend to keep that consistent from what I can tell. Yeah. So, the beginning of the movie, I was actually kind of like, all right, this is different because I feel like I haven't seen a lot of the older action movies from the 90s in like a long time because I, I mean, I've seen quite a few action movies over the years. It's one of the genres that I've liked. Um, and, it, you know, this was James Bond as a blind spot for me. It, so, it felt a little bit like that, a little bit different, and I was, I, I guess I'm just so used to um, how theatrical and huge everything has become. Yeah. So the beginning of this movie is very quiet, which was really interesting, and I kind of liked. Like, there's not really music. There, like, maybe is a little bit of music here and there, but there's just this, like, extended sequence of Bond, um, like, bungee repelling into a dam and it's just completely silenced with like some wind. Yeah. I mean, that did feel, like, extremely extra, but this is James Bond, so... <laughs> yeah, it felt really extra and dramatic, but at the same time, like, there was no, like, score going bonkers in, in explosions. Of, yeah, I was about to say explosions, like yeah. And then once we do get to the explosions, I feel like those are actually fairly quiet, too. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting, because I feel like this movie really also, like, utilizes a lot of close-ups, mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting, because you don't really see like, deliberate close-ups like that too much in action movies these days. Everything's always, like, crazy camera that's handheld and, like, following people through stuff and, like, one-take stuff. And that stuff is fun, too, but, like, you don't really see a lot of, like, oh, here is a deliberate static shot of someone doing something really close-up. Like, you don't see a lot of that nowadays. Yeah, there were a lot of really slow moments in this movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> speaking of slow, this movie is so slow. It it, it the pacing it drags in parts for sure. I yeah. did actually really like the beginning. I was like into it. I was like, oh, this is fun. I'm like, oh wow, Sean Bean looks like a baby. I know. That was like, is that Sean Bean? And then of course you're like, oh, he's dead. It's as as but, Sean Bean does. But, but then, then the opening credits gives it away when it says yeah. starring Sean Bean. I'm like, well, he's obviously coming back. He just ruined it. Yeah, because. Obviously. And I feel like that's a thing that happens is that he like is a double agent or a bad guy or he comes back to life. Yeah. Like just as much as he dies. <laughs> yeah, he is very, very typecast. Yeah. He has no wrinkles on his face. 
<laughs> Absolutely none. Smooth skin. Smooth like baby. <laughs> yeah, Pierce Brosnan, too, looks so young. Yeah. And, like, it, it was interesting watching this because, like, when I was growing up, my main frame of reference for him was actually Remington Steel. I don't know if you ever saw that TV <laughs> no. show. But yet the premise of it is, like, this woman is, like, a private detective, but no one's hiring her because she's a woman. And people are like, women can't mm. solve crimes. So she, like, makes it. She's like, oh, no, no, I'm working for some, some guy named Remington Steele. He just sent me out here. I'm just, like, his secretary or whatever. And they're like, oh, okay, I'll help you out then, I guess. But then this guy shows up and he's like, oh, I'm Remington Steele. And she's like, um... <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I guess we're working together now, I guess. And then they, like, solve... And, of course, there's, like, a romance between them because... Of course, yeah. That's how it works. But that was my, like, when I was growing up, that was, like, he's Remington Steele, not <laughs> he's Pierce Brosnan or James Bond or anything. So, like... That just was... sounds a lot like how um, Veronica Mars works a lot of the time, which I'm sure is probably um, paying homage to that show because yeah, there's a lot of times where she's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm PI or, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, his secretary and I'm going to do the work. <laughs> and then it's actually her or like, she's like, oh yeah, I'll give this job to, to him. And then she actually, you know, does. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely sounds like they're, uh, inspired by Remington Steele in that respect. I haven't yeah. seen the show, but I'm assuming. <laughs> I honestly don't know if I've seen almost anything else that Pierce Brosnan has been in besides the first Mamma Mia movie. You never saw Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh, yeah, he's, yes. He's in that, yeah, he's the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's, like, the only other thing, basically. I was gonna say, if you haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire, we need to do that oh, one yeah. next, but... <laughs> okay, no, I'm, I'm getting into the ones that I've seen now. Um, he was also in, he was in that movie with robert pattinson about 9-11 remember me that's like a secret 9-11 movie oh yeah that's right i didn't <laughs> see that but i remember watching Lindsay ellis's uh video about it and how it was like a secret 9-11 movie it is the so whole time. bonkers but yeah i've seen that mrs doubtfire uh mars attacks i saw that when i was really young uh, and i hate that movie i was gonna say i it's hated so that movie when i saw it i hated it i don't know if i would like it now but i remember when i i wasn't scared by it I just thought it was so dumb. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I just I, I was terrified it. of it. I actually and was just listening to a podcast on that movie, and I was like, maybe I should rewatch it now, but I don't know. Yeah, I I want to hold on to my hate. You know, <laughs> I just want to hold on to something. <laughs> I think that we were just talking this morning too about how we have like certain kind of almost recurring nightmares that like change up just a little bit. Like there's recurring themes in them. And in a lot of mine, it's zombies and skeletons. And I think that that movie is actually the source of some of my skeleton fear. And also I was really, really scared of aliens as a child because my parents always were watching X-Files and because of <laughs> Mars Attacks. So I think that that's where that word. Yeah, makes sense. Makes uh, sense. Um, also, I was going to look up how to pronounce Miss Jean Grey's actress name because I've never known how to pronounce it before this podcast and I did not have time because I came straight from work and it's been a fucking day slash week slash month and I am over it. Somebody told me it was Fomke. I, I, no, 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 definitely not Fomke. Definitely no. not Fomka. 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 Fomka Jansen. Mm -hmm. And you're from Amsterdam. I will admit, I also don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, we're just, we're dumb Americans, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I think... She uh, looks so different in this movie. She looks so different. And I I just honestly found that whole thing, like, so disappointing. Because I actually really yeah. liked her character. And I'm like, oh, these two make a really good team. This is fun. And then they just shoehorn a romance in because it's James Bond and it's an attractive woman. So, of course, they have to have sex. And it's just... It's, 
it would have been so much cooler if they had just been like working together and like not had the romance just kind of like thrown on top of it just because it has to be there well she is the, the bad oh guy, i'm sorry no right? i'm sorry no I, you're, you're talking about Antonia no 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 or, I, right. I, I i'm jumped to that by accident. yeah yeah i didn't i didn't mean her i was talking about the yeah yeah sorry <laughs> the i mean the, the representation of the women in the movie was yeah awful, that, that was what was i meant I, I, I skipped a step <laughs> Yeah. While no, I was yes. talking, my brain was already on something else. On the same page, though. Yeah. I, I feel you. Um, I mean, it was expected, right? Because it's a Bond movie. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, yeah, the, but it know, just it felt titles. so it felt so shoehorned. Ugh, yeah, it was, it was stupid. And then they, like, the movie grinds to a halt for what feels like 20 minutes just to be like, we're on a beach. Yeah, I know. It's like there's, sex. like, an international crisis. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just, like, chilling on the beach, and there's, and like, a shot like, of her crotch for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, is the movie over? Is it done? I was like, uh, why was are like, we... Because it felt like the, like, the sunshot, the sun... Ugh, God, this... the sunset, uh, I got the girl, everything's okay sequence that, like, goes at the end of a movie, you know? Yeah, but it was, like... Well, like half an hour before the movie actually ended or something yeah i i looked in to see like how much time was left and i was like are you what's happening are you kidding me and there's this whole thing of her being like all you men care about is death and destruction and you kill and you kill and blah 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 and it's like uh, okay <laughs> like yeah right. she probably has a lot of ptsd but it's just like they obviously have no idea how to write a woman When you told him to kill me, and that I meant nothing to you, did you mean it? Yes. Basic rule. Always call that love. It, it, it sucks, because this movie, like, you can tell it's, like, trying, is the whole thing. <laughs> like, the no, because they bring up, like, like, Judy Dench's character is like, you're a misogynist dinosaur and I don't like you. And I was like, yeah, Judy Dench. And then, like, they make several other references to James Bond being like, I like women in authority and, oh, sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's all just, like, such lip service. Yeah. Because it's, like, the middle of the 90s and, like, women's rights are, like, more of a thing now. <laughs> and I'm assuming at the time people are, like, James Bond movies are, like, so out of date <laughs> yeah and like old-fashioned still having that conversation though about the new ones right probably <laughs> I, I don't know i feel like i feel like they're probably a little bit better but it's still at the core it's like it's james bond he is a womanizer who drinks martinis and is a dangerous spy like yeah i guess yeah because like the that's like the core of it and like the core of it is itself problematic <laughs> and like and like i feel like you'd have to change so much to make it like more okay and i i I haven't seen the new films, but I've watched, like, a couple of, like, video essays about them in the past, and it seems like they do add, like, more actual, like, character arcs to the films. Again, I can't say for sure because I haven't seen them, but yeah. at least there's that. I watched part of GoldenEye, and then I think I kind of, like, I was in the room when Chris was watching Skyfall, <laughs> but I didn't watch it, if you know what I mean. You know, like, I, yeah. wow, that sounded dirty. I didn't mean it like that. I was doing something else, and he was watching a movie, and I was like, what's going on in this movie? And then I went back to what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't even think that until you said it, so. <laughs> uh, it, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, we've done this so many times, can we just have different stories? Like, it's like, 
trying to make Charlie's Angels woke and that movie crashed and burned and then people are like, the movie is bad because it's got women in it, but it's bad because you can only be so meta and winky at what's problematic about your movie that's based on something that's problematic before it just becomes like a mess it, in in what are you trying to say just do something different and it sucks that hollywood and society in general doesn't let us actually like have original stories to where there has yeah. to be an, a, an old name attached to it yeah so like, like everyone... it's supposedly like like safe but it's not always safe yeah you know and like it like with not bringing up knives out again completely new <laughs> an original story and it did extremely well in the box office so like, yeah i'm hoping that opens more doors i'm hoping so too and i mean even like that movie yes it was like original it's not based on any like anything that was already a franchise or anything like that but it is still like a familiar concept yeah which exactly I think is the perfect place to go with a lot of these movies like people are like oh we need to have i just it just elba i still I think it's Idris. Idris Elba as the new James Bond, or we need to have a female Bond. And it's like, why don't we have movies that have black characters and female characters and Asian characters that are getting to do cool, like, international spy things or, like, an action movie where that person is the star without having to call it James Bond. But if it's a good movie, people will, like, they'll be aware of those tropes and those signals of like okay so this is a spy movie and i'm comfortable with this i know kind of what to expect but i still get an original story out of it like i don't know why that's not a thing that happens because of like it would be stupid to have a female bond yeah that was... honestly <laughs> like because it just doesn't work in the story because i mean then i feel it's like just you a different set, character you could set something in that universe as like a different agent yeah but it has a lot of the same characters but but I think that it would still fall by the the judgments based on, oh, it's but the, it's the female version of Bond, or it's like not as good as the Bond movies because it's a woman. Like I well, feel like people it, it will say always that people will say that. that anyway. Even if it's an original movie, people will bash on it because there's a female lead. You know, probably. But if if they don't feel defensive about a property that they feel is theirs, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I also, like, don't really want to cater to those people. Like, it's... No. I know, I definitely completely get what you're saying, but I also feel like the flip side of that is, like, you want to take something that's iconic, that has traditionally been exclusively for white street men, mm-hmm. and turn it on its head and turn it into something else that is also iconic, and it's building off of that, and but I in a different that... way. But yeah. the problem is, it's almost never done correctly. <laughs> yeah. And I think that there are some examples of it being done correctly, and I think that um, it, it is when it's inspiration pulled from those things, but not trying to completely, like, mimic it. Like, just, yeah, exactly. you know, Veronica Mars was successful because it was a female private detective, but it wasn't based on something specific. Yeah. It was based on a conglomeration of things. I can't think, like, can you think of any reboots or whatever like you know female-led reboots or or whatever the case may be where it's been successful i mean birds of prey is getting praise but there are still people arguing that it was a failure so well those people are dumb but i this wasn't a reboot but i really liked oceans 8 to be honest yeah um it wasn't like it wasn't a perfect movie 
But you just, you can't recreate the magic of the original one. Even the sequels couldn't do it with the same cast. But, yeah. but I thought I really liked it and I really enjoyed it. So I think that was actually a really good example of a female quote unquote remake, even though it's not a remake. Yeah. It's more of a sequel with different characters, but mm. for like people didn't like the Ghostbusters reboot with the women. I I liked it more than the original movie. <laughs> we can get into that more if we ever do Ghostbusters. Yeah, because I haven't seen the new one. Oh, you haven't seen it? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. We can turn that into like a double episode then maybe. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but it also hasn't been done a lot. It's only been very recently that they've been doing stuff like that, you know? I feel like there's probably other examples of it from the past. I feel like it was more... Just, Sorry. Like, you, you know when sometimes, like, there there's a story or, like, a movie or whatever made from something that already existed, but people know the updated version better? Yeah. I think that there's probably examples well, that, of that. That is actually Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because it was originally the Brat Pack. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So yeah, that 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 is one of the examples. I'm sure that there's plenty of those, but you know, I think um, like I think that sort of thing with like um a female twist on a male character happens a lot more in comic books than it has in like film and television. Yes, because there's a lot of female versions of heroes, basically. Yeah, like the female answer to them. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, I think that it is because like comics are. are uh semi-ephemeral in ways like not really but like the the medium themselves yeah is and because there's so many different canons and then like if something doesn't get if something's not well received they can reboot it or have a new canon and that's like expected in that world yeah and that's like kind of still a new language i feel like you yeah, like, like for everything Ca- else like I, captain marvel is a successful example of it yeah um um, and they're doing a She-Hulk TV show, I think. They are, yes. Yeah. Um, the woman who wrote and acted out the Adult Wednesday Adams series on YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh, she is one of the writers, I think, for that. That's cool. I found it very hard to pay attention or care. To yeah, I, I really, I really checked out like the yeah. last twenty minutes. I was just like looking at my phone from just like yeah, yeah, stuff's exploding, whatever. Yeah. So basically, they have this thing that they can send out EMPs from satellites, and it can it made things explode. It made planes go down. It's a powerful weapon. Basically, there's something about tracing things. Alan Cumming is there. He's really Yay. cute as a Russian hacker. <laughs> he was but he's adorable. A bad guy. He's adorable bad guy though. Yeah. <laughs> Also, it's... why are the Russians speaking in English and their computers aren't English? <laughs> I know. Because they're English actors with Russian accents. I can because... understand that. I can understand speaking in English for us, but like their computers are also in English. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because I don't know. They don't think about that. They just wanted to be like Russian. Also, that's bad. definitely how hacking works. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I... Also, like the easiest passwords and riddles in the world this guy has. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's I like honestly, something you like, sit on but can't take with you. What the what could that possibly be? A chair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to to say that much more already. This is yeah, honestly. I, um, I 
Robbie uh, Coltrane is in it as the Russian as well. I, that was him. I knew Hagrid. it. I, I have the word Hagrid in the, yeah. with the question mark next to it. <laughs> <laughs> and many drivers there for like 10 seconds for some yeah. reason. Yep. And Hagrid, like... um, floop. <laughs> Jean Grey. <laughs> Yeah, this they is this is the interesting. Like the James Bond movies are such like a cultural institution that like these big name actors will like take these bit parts in them. It's like so interesting. Yeah. And like Pierce Brosnan, he's like good looking, but I'm the kind of person if so- if a guy is like a ladies man and like mm. is like everyone like loves him and he thinks he's hot shit, I'm immediately just like no, thank you. <laughs> Like, as soon as it was just like, oh, man, he gets all the ladies, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not into this. <laughs> Same. And he also has a lot of hair. He does have a lot of He's hair. He's hairy. He's a hairy man. <laughs> I mean, you know. Some people be hairy, and that's fine. It's yeah. just not my vibe. Like, I mean, he wasn't, I wasn't not into it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I wasn't, like, repulsed by it, you know? That's fine. Yeah. But. Yeah, I was just like, ugh. And, like, the crazy driving in the beginning and, like, the woman in the car was, like, supposed to be evaluating him and she, like, yeah. screams at him to stop and he's like, see, I, 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 re- woman of authority and then, like, he leans in. I'd be like, oh my god, get away from that me. That was <laughs> so much sexual harassment that was going I was like, there. holy, I, I would just immediately just get out of the car and be like, oh my god, don't fucking get me, you're crazy. <laughs> and the line of, uh, she was like, who's that? And he was like, the next woman or something like that. Like, Ew. <laughs> Who's that? The next call. God, Get just, the fuck out of here. Just so gross. Like, I really wish Judy Dench had just been with him the whole time telling him what an asshole he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would have been like, a better movie. Her voice, like, okay, so she um, narrates Spaceship Earth, the, the big ball at Epcot. There's a ride inside of it. She narrates that ride. Ooh. So the entire time... I was listening to her. I was just like, when are you going to tell me about the Romans and the Phoenicians, Judy Dench? <laughs> uh, but if she had that voice, like if she were Spaceship Earth, but with James Bond all the time, like oh, in his car. Just like a disembodied ear. voice with him at all times. Oh, that'd be yeah. such a great movie. I think that that would make for like a really funny movie. Oh, that'd be she so good. She still is in the new ones, right? She's yeah, still she's, M. she's still M in the new ones. Yeah. So like, I'm, because like, I don't, I'm not up on my James Bond lore, but like... <laughs> I'm assuming it's, like, always, like, a new person who has, like, the same personality, but it's, like, always a new agent, and he gets assigned a new name. <laughs> and they just yeah. call him James Bond, even though that's not his real name, but they pick out, like, agents who are, like, good with, like, the ladies and have the same, like, basic yeah. personality quirks and that's put them in this role. <laughs> thinking, too, and I asked Chris about that, and he was like, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that is what it is. It's, like, James Bond 007 is, like, a code name, right? Yeah. Um... I'm pretty sure that's what it's supposed to be, or if not, that's like a a viable explanation for yeah, it. Yeah, it's like agents who fit a certain profile and that yeah. sort of thing. I like. I wonder uh, if there's like competition between people. The agents like, oh man, I'm more like James Bond than you. I'll definitely get it. <laughs> I drink so many martinis. Probably because obviously Sean Bean 006 uh, went to the dark side for a reason. Yeah, he couldn't. Know? He couldn't live up to the James Bond thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, at the beginning of that movie, I was, like, I'm like, I know Sean Bean's gonna die because of Sean Bean, but I'm like, yeah. I like this dynamic, I ship it. <laughs> or I would ship I, it if yeah. I was younger and still was on Live Journal. I would have written fanfic about those two. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I liked that. I really liked the beginning stuff. 
And I liked how quiet the explosions were. I just thought that was very interesting and how there wasn't a lot of music because I expected there to be like a lot of music in this yeah. because of the Bond. There's always a Bond theme and there's yeah. the, the titular like title Bond. I mean, they do use it a few music. times, but they really save it for the big moments. Yeah. Which I feel was done very well. They really saved it for when it actually mattered as opposed to playing it constantly so it would lose its meaning. Yeah. I feel like we always have good things to say about the score and, and the music um, selections and the I movies mean, that we cover. I think that that's always, like, my favorite thing about movies. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, because it, it gets overlooked a lot, too, I feel like. Yeah. People, a lot of people focus on just, like, the performances or how, like, shots look and stuff. But yeah. the sound is important, guys. Sound design is so important. I say with my new microphone that you might be able to hear absolutely everything that's going on in my apartment building with. I you can't know, tell. So far, I think it's been okay. I'll see when I'm editing it and, like, if I'm pulling out my hair, <laughs> like, people will know why this episode comes out late because I've got a well, lot. Well, you, ha- you have a couple weeks to edit it, so. Yeah. I like this cue in this movie. He's sassy. Yeah. <laughs> sassy sandwich eating. <laughs> pen exploding fun guy like, yeah that was a very fun scene it yeah. reminded me like obviously the bit in austin powers where they do the whole thing was kind of like building off of that whole key yeah. thing in james bond but like they actually like, did that in this movie yeah <laughs> he's I think like that's the, my sandwich what are you doing <laughs> that's like the quintessential james bond like n- not just james bond but like spy movie thing like yeah. anytime that there is a spy or a secret agent or anything you gotta have your gadget scene this I'm particularly proud of. Behind the headlights, Stingham missiles. Excellent. Just the thing for unwinding after a rough day at the office. Need I remind you, 007, that you have a license to kill, not to break the traffic laws. I wouldn't think of it. Good. You gotta have your gadget scene. You gotta explain what your gadgets do. We gotta make something explode or have poison in it that's like a secret inconspicuous object and then it's going to be Chekhov's gun for later on which yeah, they did very well in this into, movie. <laughs> into my my point about um the close-ups I was going to bring up at the beginning the the pen part where Floop almost hits it three times and James is like waiting for it to happen and there just keeps being close-ups on their face and there's one of his face where he's like come on like he's like man <laughs> And it's just, like, this little quirk of his eyebrow, and it's the funniest thing in the entire movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Um, that was pretty great. I really liked that. (laughs) I also liked, even though all of the other, like, representation of the women was really shitty, I think that it was almost unintentionally speaking to, I think Natalia is her name, strength, that she survives everything, hides, has, like, just the worst day ever, and then she's, like, I'm going to get these puppies and I'm getting myself to, to Moscow or wherever she ends up being. And I'm yeah. going to IBM and I'm going to go undercover basically and uh, contact my friend. And I, I thought that that was all very cool. Yeah. Of her. Like she did stuff. Like she wasn't like a damsel in distress that James Bond had to save the whole time. Like she did things. 24 for the American school, 11 for the Swedish, IBM compatible with 500 megahertz drives, CD-ROM, and uh, 14 for modems. You pay dollars? Of course. If madam would require a demonstration, I can... Madam requires one demonstration model and a quiet place to test it. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like once he's in the picture, she feels more like she's not doing anything anymore. I mean, I but mean, I would be the same. It's like, oh, someone with trains here. True. It's like someone knows what they're doing. I'm going to step back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to trust them to but save my life. even then, she was still, like, contributing. Be like, I can contact Boris and but get... she pretended to be dead in the elevator so that he could trick that guy or they yeah. could trick that guy and take him out. And she got, like, the password and all that stuff. So she was still yeah. doing things. Yeah, she, she was still... At least. It's like, you tried 1995. You tried. (laughs) (laughs) But then you have, uh, God, I'm not even going to butcher her name because I know that I pronounce it wrong in my head whenever I see her name. But um, Jean Grey, she, the, the, her thing. Yeah. The. Get the, the screaming and moaning thing that she does. Very odd. <laughs> and they're like, "Wow, she's the femme fatale. Like she's she she she's getting off on killing people. Yeah. Oh man, feminism. That's crazy, right? Like women that are like good at stuff that guys do, but like they also like get horny because of it. And that man isn't that like hot or whatever. Yeah, which it's just like really creepy when she's like. It's so creepy. Especially in the sauna. I think that that was one of the worst ones, was yeah. in the sauna. And then he, like, puts her butt on the, the steam rack or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know how we were supposed to take that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the movie was trying to make us think, oh, man, that's hot. Or be like, oh, that's really weird. Yeah, I really <laughs> or don't both. know either. I feel like it was probably both, but we're think, also not like straight men, so who knows yeah, I, how those I think that we're think. supposed to think that she's creepy because of the the thing on the boat at the beginning where she's like cracking his bones and getting off on it and like the guy that she's having sex with is really like being very hammy and being like, "Oh, this is great. She's yeah. like an animal." And it's like very dramatic and and played up and campy i feel like we're supposed to be like wow this is ridiculous yeah but i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I i will never understand the straight male brain i don't know <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to either honestly i feel like i understand it more than i want to already yeah because we're inundated with it constantly everywhere yeah. we turn we see their perspective <laughs> yeah um but yeah she's six feet tall and <laughs> <laughs> nice that's i'm just i'm jealous i know i'm so i'm i'm so short i'm shorter than you alita i have the shortest legs i'm so goddamn short um i honestly i'm not gonna grow anymore i'm almost 30 years old from now on i'm just gonna keep shrinking and i'm gonna get even shorter and i just hate it i think back to like middle school where i was like i'm this size and i'm gonna grow more yeah and then i didn't I, I I stopped growing at age twelve and I just accepted. It. I I'd Me always too. I'd always been the shortest person. I'd always been short. It wasn't like I had a growth spurt and then I stopped. I was always short my whole life. See, I was like t- average to tall at times. I'm pretty sure. Like I wasn't like the tall girl, but I was like doing okay. Yeah. And then at twelve, I just stopped growing, yeah. and I feel like I was cheated out of my last growth spurt <laughs> because my anxiety made me malnourished. And I feel like I was supposed oh. to have another growth spurt, and oh. I didn't. Oh, and I'm just like, can science do something to unlock the pituitary gland to like give me that last growth spurt? Because I really just I look at myself in the mirror sometimes, and I'm like, I just, I just really feel like I should be five six. They told me I was going to be five six. I feel like 
the the way that my body is shaped looks like it's trying to be five six and yet i am five two and a half according to the doctors because my fucking <laughs> spine is compressed because oh. i work at a desk all day uh see i i'm the kind of short where i can wear four inch heels and i'm still short <laughs> <laughs> at least if you wear heels you're like average height or the yeah. height you want to be i'm yeah. I, i'm still just like five three <laughs> i mean yeah four inch heels too are also ridiculous like i think i can do like two inch heels That's yeah I, it. I can do wedge heels yeah I, I can't do stilettos oh no fuck that yeah. i don't think that anyone should do stilettos no here's my hot take i think <laughs> that spiked heels should be all burned and that no one should ever wear them again because they're bad for you and they're hard to run away in they should only be used in photography <laughs> you're taking a photo really quick and then you can sit down right after yeah. or you're sitting the whole time then that's fine but walking there's... around in them it's a torture device yeah and i don't understand like i just i feel like very early on in in my journey as a woman i was like i am always going to prioritize comfort over looking hot yeah and i'm always going to prioritize the ability to defend myself or run away over looking good. A healthy so, like, decision. <laughs> I want to wear shoes that I can run in. Yeah. You know, I tie them too tight so that they don't fall off my feet if I'm trying to run away. I don't wear sandals anymore because the times when I've ended up in situations that called for different footwear, I've been like, I'm throwing away all of my sandals <laughs> and I don't live in Florida anymore. So yeah, I, don't I was about to say, them. you don't even, you don't even have to wear sandals anymore. Yeah. And the sandals that I do have are like the hiking, um, uh, chakas. So they like strap down to my feet and I can run in them if necessary. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's how I choose what I do in my life. And I just feel like other women should be afforded the same thing and still yeah. be considered like professional um, and yeah, like, it just, it sucks, like, how in some workplaces, like, you have to wear makeup and you, like, have to wear heels in order to be seen as, like, professional. Yeah, and, like, I could probably do those things and be seen as more professional, but I honestly don't care. Like, yeah. If if I'm sacrificing things in my life, like, I'm still employed and no one has ever come up to me and said that you need to start doing something about your face or else you can't be employed anymore because <laughs> if they did come up to me to say that... Then I could sue them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and also, like, in action movies like this, where, like, the women are, like, running around in, like, stiletto heels and, like, yeah. fighting in stiletto heels. I'm like, this is, like, like did a, you would a man wrote this. <laughs> like, your tibia would split out of your leg. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> you, like, the training, like, because there are people who, like, like, professional dancers who dance in high heels and that sort of thing, but, like, it fucks them up. And it they does do it every up. day, all day. Yeah. And they're, like, say, trained. It's not like someone is, like, in a bad situation all of a sudden. Yeah. And I they have to, like, say, run away. There are a lot of stunt performers who have tried to not get people to use the heels like that yeah. in scenes because they're, like, we get hurt. They get injured because of that because it is ridiculous and they yeah. shouldn't have to do it and but so like, many of them do but like and pull it sexy, off well like it's sexy lena like god forbid like a woman not like look sexier lena i know it's just one of god those forbid. things too where you're like okay stunts needs to be recognized in award shows because the amount of oh, shit absolutely. that they have to put up with 
and the amount of hurt that comes of some of these things like they need to be recognized for the amazing feats that they're doing and even like the principal actors too having to do the shit in heels like is ridiculous it is ridiculous then you know you have jurassic world that came out and everyone was like why you know i feel like that was really when the backlash against like stilettos really started was with that movie at least online well i don't know yeah people have been talking about it forever but i I feel like it weirdly became like a widespread thing to be like this is stupid (laughs) and i think it's because the the other jurassic park movies like everyone is dressed very sensibly and that's been like the jurassic park movies were like pretty good about how they treated women i feel like yeah and then in that one it just felt like such a regression especially with chris chris pratt's character and everything but it did spawn one of the greatest videos of all time which is where someone took um a bunch of the jurassic park movies and they added uh high heels and high heel sounds to (laughs) all of the scenes oh yeah (laughs) and it's the one of the greatest things i've ever seen in my entire life so everyone (laughs) should watch that um um but back to the movie for a second, though, something I felt was interesting was, like, the communist stuff, because mm-hmm. when the movie started, I didn't realize it was, like, oh, nine years ago, and it started, I was like, I'm like, communist, like, Soviet Russia wasn't a thing in 1995, though, and then it was, like, oh, nine years later, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it didn't yeah. take place then, but then it's like, oh, there are secret, secret communists trying to yeah. do, do the communist stuff again, oh, no, and, and, and like, ex-KGB, oh, no. Yeah, the thing is, like, it, it seems quaint, but, like, this Soviet, like, communism only fell in Russia in, like, 1991, and this movie came out in 1995, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, this is kind of topical for the time, you know, it might have been a fear some people had that, like, the communists were gonna come back in Russia, I guess. Yeah. I'll give it a pass. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I feel like we still have, like, Russian villains and, uh, like, you know, the political situation has changed, changed considerably. <laughs> um, several times. But it is it is very weird, like, I mean, it's, I, I say weird, but it's, it's fucked up how we have these, like, signals of who the bad guys are in movies like this. It's always the Russians or Chinese people or um i don't know i feel like those are the two main ones it's like eastern oh. europe and like eastern asia are yeah. always like or the if bad the movie guys. takes place in america the britain the uh, the villain has a british accent sometimes yeah <laughs> or or you know like um obviously we get a lot of like the bad guy is either a terrorist or, or like yeah. you know arabic or, or yeah. islamic or basically some foreigners other... are evil yeah according <laughs> the to them. also like this <laughs> Because, like, James Bond is British, and these are, like, British films, and I thought, like, the CIA character was, like, so funny. Oh, I loved him. like, such a stereotype of an American. I actually thought that that was Robbie Coltrane at first, and I was, like, very interesting to have a British, because, I mean, yeah, he's British, obviously, uh, because he was in Harry Potter. Um, Very interesting to have him play American in this movie, but then I was like, wait, that's not him, and then he showed up, and then he was playing Russian, and I was like, okay, well... Still. <laughs> yeah, I'm still unsure about this. He still uh, showed up. Your instincts were correct in yeah. that he would show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that it is really shitty, and I think that that's just kind of the nature of these types of movies where they're going to be like, okay, well, these are the bad guys, and it just feels really aggressive almost always. Like, I don't know if there's a way to handle that in any sort of progressive way. 
I feel um, like I feel like Iron Man three tried. Yeah, uh, I feel like that was pretty good what they did, which was like take a villain that was like a racist caricature, and make it all like oh it's like a white guy, and then everyone's like oh this is racist, and it's like oh it actually wasn't him. It was yeah. just like all made up. Like yeah. this is just like a bullshit front for something else. Yeah, especially after you know the first one is like. He is an arms dealer, and he gets kidnapped by the Middle Eastern people. Like, yeah, and yeah, there's. I mean, because the. I mean, the whole problem is that's like that is the sit. Well, at the time, it was the situation. Yeah. Where there's stuff going on in the Middle East, and there are terrorists, and terrorists there are from another nation. But there's like a really fine line between, like, villainizing an entire race. Yeah, just like we talked about with Back to the Future. What? Yeah. With I've, the the terrorists at the beginning of that and it's yeah that like was just straight, straight up because <laughs> there's no one else of color in that movie <laughs> that's the yeah. problem everyone oh. in that movie is white well except, except for, for the, the black, one black character at the end that he steals from <laughs> um yeah that movie i i've seen a couple people lately being like praising the the, the first two movies of, of back to the future again and i'm just like i still don't get it guys i'm sorry i don't get it um you, i thought you liked the first one the first one was all right, but I like, you know, I think that I said like I'm not gonna go back and watch it. Yeah, that you mean, know, I can I can see that. Um, but yeah, in, in Iron Man two, that it's a Russian guy that's the villain. Yeah. Right? So yeah, that it, was it even just... before all this stuff happened with back the election to too. At the time, especially, it felt like why? Well, I I just feel like it's those things that they fall back on, like anything that has to do with uh, political affairs. Like you know, um, let's not recognize our american government and the cia interfering with a bunch of other countries and the effects that we've had there and the fact that we're the villains in a lot of those people's well, stories but well, um, wasn't that what the first iron man movie was kind of about that though I don't we know. are it's getting very long, off topic i'm sorry it's been a but... long time since i've seen that movie i probably haven't seen because that, that, that was like the whole point because it was tony's weapons there yeah and it was kind of it it could have done more with that for sure but i feel like the first movie at least was leaning towards it's we're culpable as well yeah. and the stuff that's I, going on i legitimately there. haven't seen that movie in like a decade though so <laughs> i sorry to marvel fans but i'm different <laughs> you're you're like not like the other girls you know i'm not like the other girls it, it, it like... sounds like just switch you used to be not like the other girls meant you'd seen the marvel movies and now yeah. i'm gonna say you haven't <laughs> yeah I, I i have found that interesting too recently um i swear i want to have fun guys it's just everything <laughs> makes it really hard for me <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, um, this movie, yeah. Um, it, there were parts so, that were fun. I, I, there were parts that were fun. It, the pacing was bad. This movie could it, have been half an hour shorter. I'm sorry. It could have been a half an hour shorter easily. It could have been a tight ninety minutes, honestly, and I yeah. think that it would have been great. Um, fuck, I got it. Okay, so I think what the thing that I don't like about a lot of action movies is that they try to have a plot, <laughs> <laughs> like. I feel like the ones that I like the least have the most plot in them and then it's boring because you can tell that no one cares about the plot. Yeah. That's... And that they're just using that to get to the next action sequence and like that's what everyone's here for and I think that trying to make the plot too serious or too silly it's it's both it just I don't know I think that's why I value the Fast and the Furious franchise so much is because like everyone knows it's stupid the plot doesn't matter and we're just having fun with Vinny and his boys like <laughs> and his ladies as well like 
We're just having a good time with the boys in the cars. Boys and there's the- sometimes a tank. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all I need. I don't need a, a whole, like, plot. And the thing is, too, is, like, there is a lot of plotty shit in Fast and Furious. There's always, like, it, it, it's gotten more and more ridiculous. Like, the stakes have gotten higher and higher every time. But because of that, you're like, I don't have to care about this. And, like... I have to care about this less because the first one is very contained, actually. And that now, you know, we're going into like the ninth one. And, and there's and like spinoffs and stuff too, right? Yeah. I've heard that the spinoff is really bad and I'm like, fine. I like, that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the ninth one brought back my favorite character. And it's just like, he's just alive, unexplained. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I don't give a fuck how he's alive. I'm fine that he's alive. I know that they're going to explain it, and I'm going to be like, I'm cool with that. I don't like, care what explanation you give me. It's like, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I know that I'm, like, in the minority when I talk about movies like this, because... I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think you are. Um, Otherwise, why would the Fast and the Furious movies be so... I don't think anyone's watching those movies for the, the, the plots. I just... I don't. <laughs> No, not not really. No, and they're a good time. I I mean I didn't I feel, like the eighth one really, but they're a good time. Now I feel I like it's gonna be good. I feel like sometimes what happens is like people pretend like the plots in action movies are really good. Yeah, and they they won't admit that they just watch it for the cool explosions. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like if there's an action movie that is regarded as having a really tight, well written plot. Well, would Mad Max count <laughs> as an yeah. action film? Yeah. I feel like that's one that everyone agrees is both great on action and, like, a really great filmmaking and a great story. Yeah. But I feel like the James Bond movies really aren't... We only watch one. We can't... <laughs> I yeah. mean, they're probably not, but we can't judge all of them based on just this one we watched. It's not even, like, one of the... I feel like the new ones, people are like, oh, these are higher-brow James Bond movies. But... Yeah. But I haven't seen them, so I couldn't tell you. But yeah, yeah, I do know that there was the GoldenEye video game that everybody apparently was obsessed with, just based off of like several YouTube videos I've seen with <laughs> yeah, people playing GoldenEye, being like, "Oh man, this is the best game ever." But it was like in the '90s, so <laughs> yeah. I think so. I'm looking at a list that's just like you know an IMDb list, but a lot of them are like the Nolan movies. And The Matrix, and then war movies. Like, those are the ones that people well, are like, there's good stories in these. Well, The Matrix ones, it's it's only universally agreed that the first one is good. Yeah. I, <laughs> Everyone yeah, I hates so. the other two. And I was, like, re-watching those uh, last year, several months ago, I don't remember, and being like, oh, this makes more sense than I remember. <laughs> Like, if you're actually paying attention, it makes more sense, and you're not, like, a child watching and being like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. But the third one still isn't that great. But, but, yeah, The Matrix is very philosophical and, like, deep, quote-unquote. Yeah. And what was the other one? Um, there's a, oh, the um, Christopher Nolan the movies. The Nolan movies, yeah. There's a couple Tarantino movies on there. Like, yeah. Uh, Tarantino movies don't count as action movies. I'm sorry. I, I mean, just, they they kind of do, but they not kind of. S- but they're not action movies. Like, they're, they're not the same as as like Bond movies. No, it's not the. It's, it's not, not the really the same, the same genre. Yeah. Tarantino, like, say what you will about him, he is his own genre. 
He just kind of, is. His movies are pretty much like almost all revenge movies. Yeah, they're right? revenge movies and they're also westerns and they're also like like just very violent but in a very cartoonish way and mm -hmm. like he, like he, he I feel like he is like his own thing. Yeah. Honestly. Um and you can't I've also seen a lot of Tarantino so much stuff. lately. And I and I get it. I totally get it. But also I'm like I like some Tarantino stuff. Like, I li I like almost all of his movies <laughs> i i love I, I don't like him as a person yeah no but i do like his films i love a good revenge movie like yeah, i it's his movies it are speaks fun. to me <laughs> his, his movies are fun from beginning to end for the most part and unlike this where there are only bits that were fun i'm yeah. not even saying that like a james like we've even said before that a lot of movies could be served by being slow yeah. But this movie is too slow. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't, the pacing just is all over the place. It's it is. It's fast, and then it tries to make you care about the story all of a sudden, and then it's fast, and then it tries to make you care about this relationship out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, but, like, James Bond, it, like, the whole problem with this movie, I feel like, is James Bond doesn't feel like a person. Yeah, and he's like, an idea. He's an idea, and I'm like, I don't care what happens to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't care about this relationship, because it doesn't feel real. And, like, nothing, there feels like there are no stakes. The only thing that felt kind of stakey was finding out about Alec being alive. Mm -hmm. And, but even then, James Bond is like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is a twist. Well, I oh, guess I, I gotta kill you now. There's, like, no, like, he's not, like, torn by anything. Yeah. He's not, like, angry. He's not, like, really all that upset about anything that happens. And it makes it really hard to be invested in anything that happens. He's a Gary Stu. He is! James <laughs> Bond is the original Gary Stu. He is. I feel like I've seen people say that, too. Yeah, or, I think that I've seen that. I think that also, like, I know that I've heard people talk about the, the newer ones and have mentioned that it is better. And I think that what I've seen of the newer ones with Daniel Craig, I've gotten that impression, too, that he's more of a like a more fleshed out character yeah that's um, the impression i've gotten as well yeah but like yeah like you said earlier like this is the only one that we've watched in full and it was hard to care about it um but that doesn't speak to like literally every single one of them i mean no. how many actors have been james bond at this point like eight yeah a lot i don't know exactly how many but i feel like i feel like the earlier films probably weren't that much better in that regard because it's it really is a male fantasy this mm -hmm. whole franchise and I just, I'm not interested. <laughs> it doesn't speak to me in any sort of way at all. And there are bits that are fun. But, like, overall, it's just, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I just don't care. And also, like, I don't really like most action films anyway. I find most action sequences and scenes to be boring after the first minute. Um... And it's really hard to hold my interest with long action scenes unless there's, like, so much going on. Or I really, really, really care about the characters. Or it's just, like, so insanely cool that, like, I can't help but be engaged with it. But yeah. that didn't really happen with this movie. Like, when he was driving the tank around in this, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is funny. fun. It was funny. <laughs> but then eventually I was like, all right, enough of this. Yeah. 
Um, like I'm like I get it I get it he's driving a tank and he's smashing through walls I get it I mean at least the tank moved at the proper speed as opposed to Fast and the Furious but it's going <laughs> way faster than a tank has ever been able to go <laughs> I mean um, I haven't seen the Fast and the Furious films but it feels like the silliness of it is like a huge part of what we, makes it fun to watch yeah we gotta watch them and like we don't have to do them for the podcast because I want you to see all of them <laughs> but I wish I could like come over and watch them. I know it would be so fun. It'd be, uh, they're like good popcorn movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I'm a little dissimilar to you, where I actually have really liked action movies a lot in the past. Growing up, I've liked a lot of like guy things, like not just in, like guy things, like superheroes and whatever, like you know the things that people typically consider to be guy things. Um, I like action stuff. I like. The, I, I like this kind of vibe so whenever I watch a movie like this from the past that I don't end up liking I'm just like man that kind of sucks like because mm. I, I feel like I should kind of like it but again it just I felt if it just was lacking for me it was, it was yeah. boring to me and I'm someone that normally would like stuff like this like I really liked the first Kingsman movie and I think that the cool like hyper stylized violence and action choreography like that's one of my favorite things about movies and i like adrenaline pumping scenes and stuff like that um i like spy stuff uh so it's just kind of interesting that this one didn't really capture my attention well i don't know it felt like just so middle of the road yeah you know and like again once again, haven't seen the other James Bond movies, but I feel like James Bond really, people like it more just, like, as an institution rather than the individual films. Yeah. You and know? watch, we're gonna do this, and we're gonna publish it, and we're gonna have all of our guy friends being like, um... Whatever, guys. <laughs> Goldeneye isn't go, even go, a good one. Go no wonder jerk you off to like Timothy it. Dalton somewhere else, okay? Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, also, I just like that Albert R. Broccoli is involved. Oh, I wrote that down too. I was like, that's an interesting resume. We gotta love a broccoli boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the Bond actors have been Sean Connery. There's a one-off with George Lazenby. There's another Sean Connery. Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and then now Daniel Craig. And Daniel Craig has been doing it for 14 years now. Longer oh, than God. because... The first one came out in 2006, so that means oh, yeah, filming would have started right. before. Oh, he must be sick of it. <laughs> he said, he, I think that there was a quote from him at one point where he said that he'd rather kill himself than do another Bond movie, and he's doing another <laughs> Bond movie. <laughs> they probably offered him a lot of money, so I'm sure, like... yeah. I think that this might be his last one. Oh, I would I, hope so. Cause... I think it would be really great if um, the, uh, God, what is his name in, in Knives Out? If, if they're making Benoit a sequel, Blanc? Or, yes. Yeah. I think it would be cool if he transcended, transitioned into that franchise and was in more of those movies and it oh, became yeah. a franchise and then just like phased out of Bond. Um, I, I think it is going to become a franchise. Yeah. I think that that would be cool. And then it's a different story every time. And also I've seen people mention like, wouldn't it be great if he just had a completely different accent every time? <laughs> <laughs> like next one he has like a French accent. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like having a great time and it's never explained yeah <laughs> he looked like he was having so much fun at knives out oh he i think everyone looked like they're having a good time in that movie yeah <laughs> who can blame him it's a great movie yeah 
Well, I think that's I, it. This was a very tangent-heavy episode, but we got. We knew that. Honestly, we knew that like going it. in. Yeah. It's fine. I suspected it as soon as we decided we were doing a James Bond movie. I'm like, we're going to go on tangents, but it's fine. Yeah. We haven't gone on tangents this whole year. <laughs> so. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. This whole, the whole two episodes we've done so far, <laughs> we haven't gone on any tangents. <laughs> uh, there may have been three. I don't remember. <laughs> no, this is yeah. the third one. March. Oh, yes. Learn your months. Yes. Lita. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I don't know which way is up these yeah. days. I never. I, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> I'm like, are we? Am... We're still in February. It feels like February is taking forever. Yeah, February has taken forever. <laughs> that happened last year too. I think that we talked about this exact same thing. And March is gonna be over in the blink of an eye. Mark yeah. my words. Yeah, it will. Uh, so, so yeah, that's been our podcast. Uh, be <laughs> sure, be sure to follow. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> so be sure to follow us on Twitter at YWT Podcast. That's W-H-Y-W-T Podcast. And please subscribe and rate us and review us. It help us out a lot, friends. And <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I've been Jackie. And I've been Lita. And this is Why Haven't You Watched That. Bye. Bye.